Hello, Space Invaders. Welcome to another episode of Curious Kink, a segment where I talk about one of the many fetishes I find fascinating with a guest of a less kinky persuasion. There were some issues with the mic during the recording, causing little clicks throughout the interview, and I do apologize for this. We've done our best to minimize it, and hopefully it's not too distracting during our wonderful conversation with my guest. Also, a note for our upcoming episode, Father's Day is around the corner, and this year we'd like to thank those other kinds of daddies. If you have a story you'd like to share about your sugar experience, check out the Instagram for details or email us at babesofvalhalla at gmail.com. I'm Miss Charlie, and you're listening to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. Hey, guys. Your lovely lady, Charlie, and today I have a wonderfully special episode. Um, I will be interviewing the original alien, my lovely alien, Madre! Yay, that's me! This is my lovely mother. Hi. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I appreciate that. So, for this episode of Curious Kinks, I will be talking to you about xenophilia which is alien love i thought you would have as a alien yourself Mm -hmm. dating a mere mortal Mm -hmm. i thought you'd have some good insight on this one well i wish i could say that i had had sex with other aliens (laughs) me too But alas, I, I seem to be the the only one that I know that is a that is a not a male. <laughs> I don't see I don't know very many male aliens. The only ones I know are female. So that is that is a that is the pity of this world we live in, isn't it? Yeah, we all seem to be some seem to be babes. All the aliens are babes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's good men aliens out there i just haven't uh been able to meet any of them (laughs) but i do have a very good mortal stand-in we both do and i think that that has been helpful on our time here on earth yeah it is it is because he's not an alien but he is an angel and that is just as good it is sometimes better (laughs) probably (laughs) so i'm going to talk to you a little bit about alien love and so first of all it's kind of underneath a larger category called exophilia which is the love for non-human life forms Hmm. that generally still have more like human aspects ai like a robot Hmm. or some supernatural creature you know, they still they still have a lot of features that are humanoid, generally. And aliens are extraterrestrial creatures fall yeah. under that category. Interesting. And under that category of xenophilia, I mean, it is huge. It's a huge um, umbrella term itself because you can really think about anything from like 
alien predator kind of uh, dangerous love relationship to like an alien brothel in space. Quite a wide Inter- range. Interplanetary sexual conduct. <laughs> yeah, conquests. Yeah. So I was kind of going to go over a couple different aspects of it and I thought we could just talk about it. Absolutely. So our first one I kind of want to talk about is the appeal of the exotic right what is more exotic than something that is off planet Mm -hmm. otherworldly and i think that this can go a couple different ways i think the same way that vampire novels are appealing it's like oh this amazing otherworldly creature has come down and touched you specifically yeah i think it's actually not that different Mm. i think it's really similar to you know that the unknown like sexuality in a lot of ways is is going into the unknown even with humans Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so if you look at okay how can i how do i expand that and and push the edges of that you know whether it's vampire or or green 10 foot tall manted being (laughs) jolly green giant (laughs) yes yeah and and what is a better way to feel special and unique than feeling like you are the one human mm-hmm. that has been chosen to to be their yeah you know companion yes and and perhaps even procreate and make little hybrid babies <laughs> <laughs> yeah alien babes yes which could be disturbing because you could just be filled with, you know, like a frog with a lot of little larvae. But we will actually get to that later. We will get to that. I don't want to jump the gun. Okay. Um, But what else was I going to say? This made me think of something. Oh, like Doctor Who. Okay, in Doctor Who, mm-hmm. every season or so, he picks a companion. Mm. And I think it's so interesting. He calls him their, his companion because usually it's not like it, – well, it's never like a sexual relationship. Sometimes there's a crush. It's never a sexual relationship. But it's like he is – choosing them and it's this very like special thing Hmm. that they're the chosen one you know yeah and i think that's part of the reason so many of the girls and women in the show are attracted to him Mm -hmm. he's like this other you know otherworldly other dimensional like being and you are worthy Mm -hmm. exactly it's it's about if if you're chosen that that means even though even though they are you know, exotic and different being chosen makes you on that same. Mm-hmm. It makes you as exotic, as interesting, as worthy, right? As the jolly green giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second aspect, I guess, is kind of uh, on the other side. I was reading a Vice article about people who have this fetish and some of the people kind of go towards actually the appeal of the feeling of alienation, Mm, of feeling mm -hmm. the feeling of non-human contact, which is really interesting to me, is like they they want that feeling of otherness. You know, and strange as it seems, it it almost seems like maybe because if you're a sensitive person like you are and I am it can also be called empathic Mm. sometimes as much as you are a a very emotional person sometimes the feeling of others can be overwhelming Mm. so it's almost like 
I think the idea of that is that you can feel your own feelings more completely if you're with something that is feeling less because you're not dependent or relying on a reaction from them. You're able to explore your own. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. I think kind of like how I'm imagining it is instead of relying on something else for your emotional gratification, it's almost like being in one of those rooms where you're hitting the rubber ball against the wall you're relying on your own force to bring it back to yourself right right and so if you're with something that you're not relying on or expecting anything but it's all about your it's kind of a little bit maybe more selfish yeah but that doesn't have to be bad yeah and especially if it's taken to more of a, a fantasy like a personal fantasy space right then it's it's yeah you're not crossing any boundaries yeah. With something that is maybe unaffected mm -hmm. by yeah. what you may or may not do. Yeah. <laughs> kind of freeing yeah. in a way. Kind of freeing in a way. Maybe it could also help with your own self-judgment. like Yeah. And be able to free you up to go, do I dare to dive into my sexuality without worrying what the other is judging or thinking or feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually relate to that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. I wouldn't think you would. Yeah. Because emotionally, sometimes just sitting next to someone um, is intense for me mm. because I'm really sensitive to whatever energy they're putting out. Yeah. Well, that, that, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, and then I, I guess to take that a step further, which does kind of makes sense especially with aliens when you think of alien you think of abduction right yes there's the fantasy of like the abduction the experimentation mm -hmm. the probing the submission the submission because definitely that's part of that is that you're you are you know it's it's that fantasy part it's it's kind of the opposite of what I was just saying, where mm -hmm. where you get to delve deeply. It's also like, what if you had absolutely, you know, zero control? Yeah. You know, and I know that's appealing to some people. That part is not so appealing to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. And it's interesting because it also kind of brings in the same thing, I think, as we were talking about in the beginning of feeling chosen. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, I am abducting you. I'm experimenting on you. So there, there is a sense of the feeling chosen, but it's not the warmth. It's that the sterile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and very much, oh no, I'm being whisked away by this creature that's far superior to me and there's nothing I can do. Have your way with me, you beast. <laughs> you green monster well it's it's kind of like in young frankenstein right yeah <laughs> where she's just you know he kind of has his way with her and she she marries him yeah she loves him <laughs> she For loves him it. yeah 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 no that... and he's kind of definitely that kind of otherworldly type of creature that yeah i was in preparation for this interview i watched a lot of erotica <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. And one that I found particularly enjoyable was a woman who was tied up with a bunch of like very like chrome colored cords and the cords were apparently alive. Mm. But it was just like her 
fighting with it that made it look alive. The cords were supposed to be an extension of like the computer that was supposed to be probing her. And so then there'd be like these close-ups of it like slowly snaking up inside of her and then it'd go back to her just her her pulling it back and forth which was supposed to be it fighting her right and kind it, of like uh the japanese what is it the octopus porn. yeah yeah that, yeah that's kind of one of the first things that came to my mind because you were the one that told me about that and that is another one <laughs> big surprise but it is kind of like a cyber version yeah of that, right yeah, yeah where you can still kind of be like oh this thing is so much bigger and yes tying me down overtaking and, me and yeah. i have to surrender and you know and i think maybe they're Especially in cultures like Japanese culture where maybe, you know, going outside the norm or surrendering are not mm-hmm. things that, you know, typically are allowed or that, that they do in their society. So I think it's a, you know, a release of sexual responsibility and the, all the all the stuff that comes with that. Right. If you're abducted, all the judgments that you don't come have with, a choice. You don't have a choice. You don't right. have a choice. So you, all the judgments. That, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't help it. Right. They made me I do it. I went through the ceiling. There was nothing I could do. They, yeah. They beamed me up, Scotty. <laughs> and it was haughty. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the last one is kind of the idea of the opposite. So instead of you being taken in by them, the idea of you being kind of like, the space traveler out in the stars going from planet to planet ship to ship sampling all the wild bizarre creatures of the universe Mm -hmm. and kind of the appeal of that and what i especially thought is with all of these this applies but i was really thinking about with this one it, it really opens up the possibility of like the body types Mm-hmm. the experience yeah how you're engaging with yourself and with others and like it really just gives you the freedom to go as bizarre and as different and as you want well it's like the shape of water right yeah so they're underwater and then i don't know if you ever saw the movie cocoon as a little mm-hmm. before your time so that was just really you showed it to me oh yeah yeah so that was just really like they were also in water it just happened to be but it was more of like a a melding of energies mm. yeah which was i'm like well wait then there's no physical touch but i'm like but wouldn't that be a lot more intense yeah 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 because if you you don't even need like a body it's beyond that yeah and so yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I think i've definitely seen comic books i can't remember off the top of my head but i know that there's some comic books and i will Try to remember them and add them in later mm-hmm. in this episode. But there's some comic books that definitely follow that. Sex capades of the universe, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. I have a friend who is watching an anime that is called Inner Species Reviewers. And this reminded me of this topic a lot. So in Inner Species Reviewers, a group of almost imagine like a Dungeons and Dragons team. Mm-hmm. After hours, they all go to the taverns and the brothels and they review them and the whole premise of the show is them like having sex with other species and then like reviewing the brothel huh which sounds real weird i mean (laughs) that sounds fine it sounds fine it sounds weird i mean it can be both it can be good and weird right i don't know if i'd watch a whole 
show about it. Right. Maybe if they, it was real, I would watch it. Definitely. Definitely but if it was real. the fact, for me personally, the fact that it's just like an animated show, that appeal kind of gets lost. The episodes follow them as they go from a brothel of sirens mm-hmm. to a brothel of dragon women or a brothel full of giant cyclops people. Like cryptids. Yeah, like cryptids. Yeah. So it is different because it is more like, it's not as much aliens, but it is all these exotic creatures. Right. But it does give you the ability to constantly change how you are interacting with different bodies in the same way where you can have, you know, a giant woman who maybe has both female and male parts. You can have, you know, a woman who doesn't have any sexual organs and it's all about how does that experience play out Mm -hmm. or, you know. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, sounds really interesting. So, um, I guess... I wanted to to talk to you. I don't know. Have I ever told you about ovipositors before? I don't know. I'm going to tell you about this lovely thing called an ovipositor. Okay. And this was actually interestingly, learning about the ovipositor is what eventually led me to researching more about like alien love in general. Mm-hmm. So I found out about, about this first. An ovipositor is like a dildo Mm. it's made out of silicon but it's and it's shaped more like like an alien penis Mm -hmm. style thing the difference is is that the center of the shaft is hollow and that there the hollow shaft goes to the base and the base it's hollow all the way through to the base so it's Mm -hmm. like a hole Mm -hmm. that goes from the base all the way through to the tip yeah when you purchase it, there's instructions on how to make your own gelatin eggs with a mold. So you make gelatin eggs, you put them in a mold, you like put them in the fridge. So they're fairly body safe. Yeah. You can like, you can load the phallic piece up with the eggs and then put it inside you and unload the eggs into your body. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, I I wonder if I've told you about that before. That, no, I have (laughs) never heard that. That was my window into alien love. That's a big window. (laughs) Yeah. But isn't that interesting? That is bizarre that there are enough people that want yeah. that experience that it's a thing you can buy <laughs> i read the interview with the man which i believe his name is lone wolf mm-hmm. who created the product originally mm. he said that he was making custom kinkware mm-hmm. and that he got requests for this often enough wow that he decided to make it an actual product instead of a custom piece oh my gosh wow crazy right yeah because i bet off the top of your head you never imagined anything like that you didn't come up with that concept i did not (laughs) i do not want random alien eggs yeah and so it gives you you can really play out a lot of these fantasies i see yeah and unfortunately at this point in time it is only made for people with vaginas because the downside to putting it up your other orifice 
like your bum yes is that um the body heat makes it melt so you can either put it inside you Mm -hmm. and then squish them all out like lay them (gasps) like a little chicken (laughs) you can lay your alien babies how big are the eggs Oh, oh, right. <laughs> I'm showing. She's, she's showing me. I, I don't know that you can see that. There, I don't know. Like, like the size that? of a chicken egg? Like the size of a chicken egg or bigger. How do they come out the end without ripping apart? It's it's really flexible silicon. It's oh, it's it's like a big tube. I see. I see. It's like a big tube, and it the, yeah. it, the whole insides is quite is large, quite large. hollow and yeah. large. And um, I guess if it's gelatin, the, the top, squish. the tip is not like a penis tip. It's more like like this. It kind of looks more like an alien mm. like claw thing. Mm. So it's very, that is you know, just otherworldly looking. Peeling. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes like this, bloop, and it's like you, they come out. Oh, I see. So you would put them in and then squish them out and they go bloop, bloop, it's, bloop. It's the bloop. It's the bloop. They bloop up inside of you. bloop. This might be a hard thing to imagine without yeah. a visual. Yes. So all you fun, crazy critters at home, type in ovipositor to your Google search. Two things. You can lay them or they can melt inside of you because it's gelatin. Right. And in the interview I was reading is that if you put them on your bum... <laughs> Your 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 anal cavity is very different than your vaginal cavity. True, uh, true. right? Because it goes, it continues just it to go continues up through to go, your body. Oh, so you're so like you, shooting eggs like all the way up your intestines? Well, it's just <laughs> they. I just in the interview I read, he said, um, if you enjoy, you know, booping out eggs, but then also possibly sitting on the toilet for a very long amount of time, right? I because see. you don't know. One of them could get lodged up further. Oh, no. And it will melt, so right. it won't get stuck, but it will just kind of slowly trickle down over yeah, no. time. No. Where if you put it inside your vagina, there's only so many places it can go. Right. <laughs> and after a certain amount of time, you're going to be like, I think it's out. I think we're full. I think, <laughs> I think we're full. I can't. The thing that I thought when I saw was I can't imagine how many of those could go up inside of you I wouldn't think a whole bunch I think I mean they're they're probably a couple inches they're probably yeah like the size of a chicken egg up to the size of like a goose egg wow they're in between that size so I think you can get different sizes so you can do ones that are even probably smaller up to ones that are like a couple inches bizarre depending on the sensation I see or the creature you're trying to emulate yeah maybe predator you know has big eggs could or be. maybe he's compensating and he has little frog eggs. <laughs> maybe you're going to birth tapioca. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need 500 yeah. of them. So to finish up our wonderful interview mm-hmm. with my alien mom, I wanted you to maybe describe to me your ideal alien romantic encounter. For me, it really has to be more on the level of like the cocoon type of thing Mm. where it is, you know, because for me, alien also equates spirituality as well. It's like a multidimensional, energetic 
quantum. It's not so much nuts and bolts or physical. So for me, that it is more of the experience of a a meeting of energies, a kundalini rising, mm. a chakra spinning, crown chakra opening, universe connecting. You would like, like you would like physically become one and then become two again. Yeah, and all the like psychedelic vision experience, mind expanding that comes with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be less about you know what the creature. Or, or being look like, you know, for me, it could literally be a ball of light. Right. Yeah. Or a ball of goo. But it actually talks to you telepathically. Yes. And then you become one spiritually. Exactly. And you're not like going to go on a date with it later. No. You're no. not holding no. hands. No, it's something that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is my goo. I'm <laughs> just holding hands with the goo. I'm sorry, continue. Hold it in your hand. It's just slowly which dripping is through funny, your hand. Because you know there was a new show called The Orville, which is kind of like mm, a mm-hmm. kind of a corny Star Trek. And there is one that looks like remember Flubber, the movie Flubber? Yeah, it's like a gooey guy like that. And he tries to have sexual relationships with everybody. How does that go? <laughs> he not he's sometimes he's he pulls it off. But he can go good co- for him. Yeah, but he kind of it's kind of the same thing where he he wraps around you with all of his goo and gives you titillating experiences and then just recoagulates into himself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. actually kind of cool. It's really cool. I'd be like, you know what? Gary, Gary, Gary's not such a bad guy. Like, Gary can goo me anything. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, goo me. You, me, the goo tonight. Goo me, do me, Gary, <laughs> the goo. <laughs> so maybe... Maybe that's that's it for me. That's, yeah, is maybe Gary the Goo was it? Maybe Gary the Goo is You're for like, me. Either a deep emotional, <laughs> spiritual, psychedelic experience, or, or a goo ball. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Or Gary the Goo. Or Gary the Goo. Well, that's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that if I'm imagining myself an alien experience, I feel like I kind of go into like a comic booky slash animated version yeah where that's it's you. like the lights like and this samurai jack when he's at the rave and he's yeah. all just like looking around but i imagine just like all these like cool crazy people dancing with like oh i've got three eyes i've got crazy limbs my whole face is teeth you know something <laughs> like that and it's just like you're just there and you're all dancing together i don't know and then something crazy happens I yeah mean, that would be cool that would be cool that's a lot more interesting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be way more tame. Really? You just talked about coagulation. Slash <laughs> <laughs> spiritual combining. If I had to pick between, like, kind of the categories we talked about, I guess that mine is kind of in the idea of the seduction of another species. You know, you walk into the club, everyone's dancing, and you're like, I am the single human lady. And everyone's like, oh. The humans here. And I'm just walking. And I imagine myself a very 1960s space dress. Sure. With a helmet on. Absolutely. And go-go boots. Go-go boots. For sure. White white patent leather. Very angular, like, saucer dress. Like, 
your costume we made for you when you were like 19 years old. Yeah. I want to look like that with a ray gun. And I want to walk in and just be like, you know, doing like a cool little like dance. And all like the aliens are like, oh, hey. You know, like that. Yeah. So kind of like a cool James Bond film in space. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what you want. And then it evolves into like a crazy, you know, alien orgy in a spaceship. Why not? Because, oh, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. So if there's any aliens up there who are feeling the same way, please reach down and give me a call. Beam her up. Beam me up. And goo her up. Hottie. <laughs> that would probably be it, actually, if I had to pick like an ideal situation. None of the other ones are very appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Space orgy. Space orgy. Keep it simple. Simple. Space orgy. (laughs) 1960s space orgy. I'm sure you'd have quite a few people wanting to join you on that. If you want to join me (laughs) in my intergalactic space orgy, hit me up. See, the only problem is I in my fantasy I'm the only human in the room. True. When so, in reality I'm not a human. True. You just are wearing this human meat suit, but so it's fun. I'm undercover. Right. So what you should say is if there's any aliens out there. Yeah. Who like want to treat me like a dirty human. <laughs> Beam me up. I think that sounds like a good conclusion, don't you? I think we've covered it all. Yeah. Uh, this was a very, very brief dive into the world of xenophilia. I would like to thank my wonderful guest, my otherworldly mama. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. For joining me. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another juicy episode with your favorite space babes. The articles referenced in today's episodes are... Uncovering Alien Sex, a truly out-of-this-world fetish by Playboy Magazine, and The Emerging Fetish of Laying Alien Eggs Inside Yourself by Vice. In the meantime, to soothe your aching loins, you can find us on Instagram at the Babes of Valhalla. If you'd like to email us or record an anecdote for an upcoming episode, check out our social media for the themes we are currently researching and send your comments and stories to babesofvalhalla at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis. Ruin, ruin your your, <laughs> your auto <dinner>. search forever, <laughs> as I do with my friends. I'm sorry, I wanted to show you cake sitting. <laughs> it's like a woman twerking in cake. I enjoyed it. Everybody else felt nauseous. <laughs>